Hey listeners, a special thank you to Blunt Collections for sponsoring our program. Check out Blunt Collections on Instagram or Facebook for all of your hobby needs at a great price. Sports cards, pop vinyls, Pokemon cards and protective equipment. While you're there, why not try out a sports card break? Check out Blunt Collections today. Welcome everyone to the 36th episode of the Double Double NBA Show Australia. You're here with your host Jack and my co-host Anthony, the three-point man. Tenkati, Anthony, how are you travelling, mate? I know you've I know you've got mid lolly in your mouth, but I'm still going to ask you. Very relaxed this afternoon, mate. I've had a really good day, so I'm glad we can uh, record on this afternoon. Marvellous Tuesday Refreshed? Afternoon. Refreshed? Marvelous. Ready to go? Richie Benno. Day one of the NBA playoffs is done and dusted, so can't wait to get stuck into today's show. What we're basically going to do is discuss some of the games that happened today. We'll actually go through all of them because there's four very exciting games, some pretty close ones. One even went into overtime. We're going to have a look ahead at tomorrow's games, and then we're going to discuss our overall thoughts on not just these series, but how the playoffs are going to progress. I can't wait. Let's get stuck straight into it on the first game of today, and that was... uh the Jazz won the Jazz and the Nuggets, and that was a very early hour time. I think it was like 5. 3 a.m., mate. Yeah, wow. Well, yeah, okay. Cracker. I knew it was there because I think... Were you watching it? Because you sent me a message at like... Did you watch it? Started at halftime. Did you? Yeah. Was it a planned wake up or not? No, just don't say No that. planned wake up. <laughs> okay. Insomnia at its finest. <laughs> well, it was the Nuggets 135 beat the uh, Utah Jazz 125 in overtime like... Uh, like Anthony said, the big one that came out of this was Donovan Mitchell with 57 points, as well as Jamal Murray went absolutely crazy. In OT, Denver just, in OT, Denver just seemed to uh, run away with it, and Jamal Murray pretty much put the nail in the coffin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, it was 20 to 10 in the overtime, which 20 points in an overtime segment's huge. Um, so Denver did really, really well to pull away at the end there. I know Jamal Murray had a couple of big three-pointers, and so too Jokic at the end of the game. Uh, I was quite impressed with the minutes that Monte Morris played from the basketball that I saw. He ended up being a plus 10 on the night, so that was really good to see him getting a bit of time. Uh, really good defensive guard, but when he seemed to be on it, seemed to be really in control is the best way I could explain it. The other thing that you got to take out of this game is people. you need to stop saying like who you like because Michael Porter Jr. had a bit of a lacklustre game compared to what he's been putting up in the bubble with uh, 31 minutes he had 13-8-1 from the field goal too so not too day. good on his shooting rough but day if you jack that up to what he's been doing which is 50-60 odd percent this is a this is pretty much uh, you know a win by 10 to 12 points oh, yeah, in regulation definitely. time to Denver so um it was pretty obvious that the Jazz need more help from Donovan Mitchell. They need someone like a Mike Conley. It was very obvious. Well, I think it was very obvious anyway. Yeah, there's literally one person doing all the scoring. You know, it's pretty difficult. Uh, I don't know about in your opinion, but I think it's pretty difficult when you're looking at Joe Ingles, Rudy Gobert, and someone like Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench to be your top four scorers, including Donovan. Well, definitely, yeah. Like ones. Really go bad, that's fair enough. But if Joe Ingles is your second second, second highest scorer... Second or third option. You know, because you look across at some of these teams... You look across at some of these teams, you know, like the Lakers have LeBron and AD, Trailblazers have CJ and uh, Dame, the Rockets have, you know, Russ and Harden, uh, and so on and so forth. I could ramble off plenty of names, and the Jazz have Donovan. Yeah. 
and that's where it ends. Donovan, oh, you could say Gobert, obviously, because people do rate Gobert if, if they if, rate him as the best centre in the league. So you could say Gobert. As a defensive centre, yeah. But then if you're relying on him being the number two scorer, I'd, I dare say you're not going to win too many series against anybody. I reckon yeah. the Brooklyn Nets would have a good run, to be completely honest. <laughs> Speaking of the Brooklyn Nets, that was the second game, and that was uh, the Toronto Raptors, 134, took care of the Brooklyn Nets, 110. Now, didn't even look close to be. Didn't even look honest. close. It was uh, the it got kind of close at some some degrees, but I was th- sort of thinking that um towards the end of it, we all expected this. Like we knew this was all going to happen. We knew that the we knew that the Nets were going to win this series quite easily. We're getting uh, further in the, when we talk about the East projection and the West projection. Like, I knew that was all going to happen. But you look at that, it's, the first quarter was 37-20, to 20, then 36-31, to 22-35. Brooklyn got that one, then 39-24. Yeah, and in the, in the third quarter, the Raptors were sort of, quote-unquote, resting a lot of their top players. I won't say resting them, um, but they, they weren't playing a lot of minutes. So Pascal Siakam finished the game with 31 minutes. Marcus Gasol only played 20 minutes. They even got minutes out of people like Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, Matt, Matt Thomas, and Chris Boucher got on for three minutes in the game. So you know they're... Uh, were well and truly in hand of that without their top top players playing heavy minutes. The other thing too, which I talked about briefly on a previous episode about some a, a guy that I think is going to get paid a lot of money due to how this whole free agency is going to work, and that's Fred Van Vliet. He dropped thirty two and eleven today, seventy three point three percent shooting, eight eight three pointers made out of ten. It's a good shooter. It's really good. It's a hell of a good shooter. Hell of a good point. Yeah. Guard. And what's awesome is like how underrated he was. Just a couple of seasons, he was he was a no one. He was literally a no name player, yeah. and then now all of a sudden he's going to get the bag Since dropped the in front of his house. Yes. Yeah. Well and truly, he's he's a better Isaiah Toronto. Thomas, mate. Oh, 100%. I reckon they're going to lock him in for sure because they've got some older players that I think they can always, you know, move on from slash look at trading them. And oh, they've got heaps of trade assets. Exactly. Heaps so someone like assets. Serge Ibaka, Norman Powell, they're really good for, for trade pieces because of their salaries. Even as much as you like the guy and you've been a homer for him forever, even someone like Marcus Gasol oh, is Marcus easy Sol's, to trade on. Yeah, 100%. He's old and good. Yeah. And like 100%. That's yeah. a, and and the only person friendly. I think would be sort of struggly-ish to try to trade is Kyle okay. Lowry. Um, just OG because said. he is a fair fair bit older, and sometimes his production, especially in the playoffs, is lackluster. Today he had a poor shooting performance, but still put up from the field goal. Still put up sixteen, seven, and six. And to be completely fair, his plus minus was plus twenty six. So <laughs> don't think he really needed to shoot the ball too well today. Apparently, he just had to pass it. Exactly, that's so. all that was required from him. Next game was the one that I was looking forward to the most, and. I wasn't disappointed when I got to. When I, watched, I didn't get to see the full game. I'm going to go home and rewatch it, but I did see about three out of four quarters of it if I had to add it all up. And that was the Philadelphia 76ers and the Boston Celtics. We'll talk about this series and how it's going to pan out later. I think we've got some opposing. No, we've got the same view, but it's opposing to everyone else. Oh, no. Kind of. Because you think the Sixers are going to win, but yeah. mine's still a little bit different. I think the Celtics are going to win. It's but just going to be more Sixers difficult. I would like it, but I think. <laughs> the, I think it's going to be a lot closer than a lot of people are thinking. A lot of people are starting to say it's going to be a sweep and so on and so forth. We'll get into it more when we, yeah, when, when we discuss it in the next section. However, um, to be fair, after three quarters, the game was all basically wrapped up and, and tied at that stage, um, which was pretty dope to see. Everyone thought like we Did were saying. Did you say all wrapped up and tied? Yeah, because I, like, <laughs> I, I was like, that's not the analogy, but I got to it in the end. <laughs> 
<laughs> you were like all wrapped up in Tide. Like, I meant it mean was Tide, but because like, yeah, I, I originally mean, was saying it was very tight. Yeah, because Tide, and then I was like, "There's an analogy for that." And then I was like, wrapped <laughs> up, and I was like, "Nah, that's not it." But anyway, we'll play on. It was um the Celtics, the Celtics. Yeah, they got the win, but I think Philadelphia put up a hell of a fight. And you look at their production. Someone like Tobias Harris is definitely going to have to step up in this series. He had 15, 8, and 8, 40 percent from the field goal, and he was a minus two. For someone that's now with no Ben Simmons, he would be your second. Your second. He's behind. Obviously, Joel's yeah, your first. Definitely. He's your second. His production and value to the team needs to go up. Yeah. Someone like Joel Embiid, the first quarter I seen, he was absolutely killing it. He finished with 26, 16, and one. What you'd expect against Tice, he beats the hell out of Tice every time they play each other. He was a minus six though. He was obviously played a lot more minutes. Oh no, they actually played. My played hot take. A minute less. Are than you Tobias. ready for it? Joel Embiid needs to play better. He needs. 35 points a night. Yeah, if he also needs help, though. He definitely he needs, needs some help, help but they, they need to sort it out. If you want to know what I would realistically do, I would drop um, Al Horford and I would get Alec Burks or Matisse Thibel in the starting side. You yes, need yes, you need some yes. more shooters. Al Horford needs to get out of there and get out of their road. They're already, they're already not really that good of a perimeter mm-hmm. shooting team, and you've got to find whomever you have on your team that can shoot and get them out there. I was talking to Phillies, Australia's number one Philadelphia supporter, Sam, good friend of the show, to, uh, yesterday about the whole predicted lineup and everything for the Sixers and how it's going to affect how they're going to play with no Ben Simmons. And I suggested having Al Horford on the bench and someone like Matisse Thibel, who's a very tall and long defender that can also stay in front of guards and stuff like that. It's a real, like your wing and D defender. It's like someone that you, he can't shoot. He really needs to work on shooting, but hey, he's a rookie. I think you put him on someone like Jason Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, you can have a lot more stuff. I know he said Jason Statham again, yeah. by the way. When we were talking about it today, he's <laughs> like, oh, put Matisse Seibel on Jason Statham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was questionable. But like, I think you bring him in, he... I just feel like at the start, and you could see Joel Embiid was killing it for him in the first quarter. I think Al Horford brings a lot more to the second unit. That's as exactly to right. Alec if he was Alec Burks finished with six, 18 and 2, Horford had 6 and 7. If 18 and 6, sorry. If Al Horford was like your main focal point of your second unit, still plays like 30 odd minutes a night, second unit, but though. just your main person on your second unit. I would even be getting Mike Scott out of there, out there, even though he's not that good of a defender. It's just the shooting that you guys, or that Philly needs at the moment. Not you guys, not, but I'm not in not, the playoffs. Not to mention <laughs> that Jason Tatum had 32 and 13. Jalen Brown had 29, 6 and 4 with three steals. Um, Kemba and Gordon, not too good. But, you know, they got plenty of production out of their uh, main players. You even got sort of deep bench players like Grant Williams and Ennis Cantor making an appearance for them. So they were well and truly in charge of this game. In my opinion, I don't really know how much effort Celtics put into this game. I don't know if they were going 100% or not. But From what I've tell. seen, they were, they, it seemed like they were going 100%. It seemed like they were absolutely going gun gun for it. But this, this is one of the series I'm really, really excited for. And the other thing, last thing about the uh, 76ers, Give Corkmas more time, and it's an Cork easy, easy it's an easy series wrap-up. Easy dub. Next one. Now, this one, this game, it wouldn't be our opening day in the playoffs without a bit of controversy, and that's what happened in this game, and that was the the Los Angeles Clippers, 118 defeated the Dallas Mavericks to 110. This ended with, um, we'll go through the start. At the start, I remember I was watching and I ended up texting you. Luca looked like he had a bit of a lower leg injury. He was driving to the basket against, against Morris and um, took a slip. And he was there massaging like this sort of outside... What's that muscle Celius. called? Celius. 
Salias, be, is it? Yeah, yeah, it would yeah. be Salias, I reckon. He was mentioning Salias and looked like in a lot of discomfort, especially in the timeouts after he was limping, walking around, didn't look comfortable at all. Stayed on the court 38 minutes, ended up dropping 42 points, 7 rebounds and 9 assists, so... It was Turns out fine. Luka Doncic is a good basketball player. Definitely a good basketball player. It's very unlucky that they've grown up against the Clippers. But the big to- talking point of this was Kristaps Porzingis was actually ejected from the game against Marcus Morris for the Lakers for the Clippers. God, I don't know one of the Morris. One of the Let me just check. I think it's. Marcus. I'm pretty sure it is. I can't even see. Because it's the good one, Marcus the bad one. So he was <laughs> he was he was ejected for a a shove on Marcus Morris in the chest. I've seen the replay. It's the softest ejection I think I've ever seen. LeBron James blew up one on Twitter. Patrick Mahomes has engaged in it on Twitter saying it was just horrendous. So, bit of bit of drama to start off playoffs. But yeah, which is unfortunate because you know in the playoffs things are meant to be a little bit harder. It's a very bad um, call though. It was a you know, like call. I, I don't I don't condone any violence of any sort or anything like that or anything that's unjust oh, no, to the game. But give him just a tech. exactly give him a technical foul. Um, make sure on. that they're all tech and move cooled on. off or even double techs and move on. You know, it's yeah. unfortunate that, you know, the 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 Mavs rely on Chris Stapp's scoring and obviously rim rim blocking potential. Definitely. And they weren't able to get it tonight but for nineteen minutes, which is a bit bit unfortunate. But Clippers, story of the night, played really well. Their big name players and still the best player in the league. Pretty much. Don't got to his spots, still shot over fifty percent. Not a good shooting night from three-point land for pretty much all of the Clippers, but especially for Kawhi Leonard, only making one out of seven. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, however, though, finished the night with a plus 18. So it just shows you his absolute stellar defensive prowess that he has. Also 29 points and 12 rebounds. Also, Marcus Morris dropping 19 points. Yeah, really good for them. And didn't see that coming because he hasn't been playing too well or too much as of late. Uh, Good news for them, though. Big Montrez is back, mate. Same with Lou. The backcourt, the best backcourt that I think in the NBA seems to be back together. And um, Well, not backcourt. Backcourt, sorry, there. second unit. Yeah, sorry. My bad. So the best second unit in the NBA seems to be back together. And I think that's what's going to... If the Clippers are to definitely get that, uh, get over the Lakers and get this championship push, they're going to need absolutely every bit of production from Lou Williams, Jermichael Green, people like that, even Reggie Jackson to a degree. Yeah, Reggie like, Jackson needs to sort out, sort out some shooting before he uh, oh yeah. he gets anywhere <laughs> anywhere soon. He's been very, very poor this whole 16 bubble. 16 minutes, 0 of 5. He gets to his spots. He then just somehow misses the entire... Like Some of his shots, honestly, I'm, I'm not bagging him out because they won but and he plays in the NBA, but he'll get to his spots, oh, no, 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 do no, super no. mad dribble, tricky plays, and then airball it. And you're just like, what is going on? He was a minus eight too. He's a good player. Good player. <laughs> good player, good player. Marcus Morris plus twenty five. Damn. Anyway, yeah. Clippers literally showed why they are one of the best teams in the comp. Some of their bigger players, which you expect large minutes out of, didn't even have to tip up. No one played over forty minutes on the team, which is basically cruise control for them. So we'll see what happens in the later games in the series. Now, let's look into tomorrow's games. Tomorrow's game, so pretty much it's the other start of the series that we haven't started, obviously. That's how every other playoff day has worked in the history of the NBA. So 11 a.m., cannot actually, no, I should probably start from the beginning. 3.30 a.m., I won't be getting up for this one. It is the uh, Orlando Magic taking on the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't have to say much there. Don't bother waking up for this one. It should be the Bucks really, really easy. Giannis back from a suspension. I honestly don't believe that... Uh, the Bucks will get out of first gear. The Magic had a bunch of no-name players playing last night. Do you reckon the Bucks uh, could field their G League team and like still kind of win? No, Magic actually. I, I 
Do you want to know this is not you really just like a hot take? Fultz is there. Well, I think Magic are going to get like one sneaky game against the Bucks. To be completely honest, at some stage, probably by someone like just getting hot. If like Thibodeau a, just feels like yeah, like if like say someone like a Fultz or Gordon just goes yeah, off or something, then like, exactly yeah. right. Or like even and these like, are the million reserves. Remember out DJ there. Augustine last year, pretty much won <laughs> them a game. Um, so something like that will ridiculous will happen. But I honestly don't see Giannis even having to click over to the thirty minute mark or Chris Middleton oh, God, no. for that matter. So. God, no. Uh, take us on to game number two, mate. Game number two is also not really that interesting, in my opinion, which is the Miami Heat taking on the Indiana Pacers. Uh, I think the Heat should comfortably win this one again. It should be a pretty quick series, I believe, for the Heat to get the business done down in the bubble. But, yeah, it's about it. I think Jimmy Butler is going to click over and definitely show us that he is one of the better players in the league and why he is one of the better players in the league. All right. What about TJ Warren v Jimmy Butler? Well, Jimmy Butler already extinguished that fire about two days ago. So what about round two? <laughs> I think it's. I think poor TJ got it in him. So you think it's just gone and done and dusted that quick? I'm not done and dusted. I think he can still like have like a good game. But you're going up against Jimmy Butler, and like as much as I don't even know if you, I don't think you like Jimmy Butler, but like he plays hard. He, does he plays hard. He plays physical. He and gets in your face. He wants to. He can be very disruptive. Where I think if like let's say they were versing like the Bucks, and he was who is it, who's the starting point guard for the Bucks. No, they change. Or, they change all the like time. Like Bledsoe, could be Bledsoe. Let's say he like goes up against Bledsoe. Bledsoe's not that so much in your face, like going to be a ranger the whole time. So I think he's like, okay, do you know what I'm trying to say? He's going to have more space. He's going to have more. I get what you're saying. Yeah, composure. Or I think against Jimmy Butler, who's literally like a, a pit bull. Yeah, I'm going to get that. Okay. Well, Jimmy Jimmy Butler's good Patrick Beverly. <laughs> so right. That's the best way. That's so how I put it. you see tomorrow's game being pretty Very much the Jimmy side. Butler show. Um, and Jake Crowder. And Jay Creator. Let's okay. not forget Trey. Let's not what forget I like about Miami Heat, which we'll, we'll get into in in the later segment, is I do honestly like their collection of older players that they've gotten. That's as much as I'll say for now. Hmm. Mm. Let's move on to the last game. I also think Miami Heat's going to win tomorrow. However, I think it will second be a little bit game, closer. Though. Second last game. Sorry, second last. However, I think Miami Heat um, aren't going to win as easily as you're thinking. So only by 20? <laughs> so, no. I get you, I get you. I know what you're saying. This game, honestly, I've, I'm going to tell our subscribers or whatever your listeners right now, I'm not missing a game of this series. People subscribing now, they got to pay for this. I hope so. Oh, bloody how, hell. How else are we getting paid? <laughs> check my bank account. Might be, might, might be off the negatives. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not missing a game of this series, man, and that is the Houston Rockets taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder. It's the... Grudge match. Obviously, Paul was traded from the Rockets for um, for Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook won't be playing, however, in the first game. I don't know if he's due back for the second. I don't know the dates on that. Yeah, I probably should have done a bit more research. No, they just sort of is he playing it by year, like in, so it's a, indefinite yeah, or whatever. Like it's yeah. a, a upper leg injury, like yeah. hamstring. So it's sort of they said. Oh no, it's quad. It's quad because oh, it's it quad? the same as the same as Kawhi's. That's why there's a lot of fear around it because Kawhi obviously was like, oh, it's. Dead. Yeah, they, they said gone. whatever whatever it is. They said it's going to be like one game, but they're, they're not one hundred percent positive. Half of my mind says that Westbrook's going to make a miracle recovery and he's going to play because he's the Terminator. He's very robotic. So. He's very robotic, definitely. But I think I, I'm just super excited to see the Thunder play. I don't even like, which is weird coming from a Grizzlies fan, obviously with the battles we've had with them in the past. But they had a zero point two percent chance of making the playoffs, and they ended up locking in. What seed did they get? The fourth seed? No, no, couldn't have. They ended fifth, up getting the fifth seed. 4v5. 4v5. So I think that's incredible. I can't wait to watch them play. I know Chris Paul is going to go 
off. I'm really excited to watch Shay Gilgis Alexander play. I'm also really excited to see how James Harden takes it. So, who are you saying wins tomorrow? Wins tomorrow? Just tomorrow's game, because that's all you're previewing. Thunder. I'm going with Thunder are going to get a sneaky game. I know Harden plays a lot of isolation ball. I'm honestly... I kind of think Shea might be able to shut him down a little bit. This series I'm, just going to depend eager on how to see who, plays, really. who plays on Harden, if it's Shea or if it's CP3 or if they put some length on him. I'm interested to see a whole bunch of different things, but we'll come up to that in a few minutes in our next segment. Which is uh, the last game. We'll also be tuning into this one. Portland Trailblazers taking on the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, obviously, we'll talk about this in a bit more detail when we do the next segment, but like the Blazers obviously beat the Grizzlies to get into there. The one thing I'm going to say with this game, Portland can't defend the Lakers in four, maybe five, because there's just sometimes, I think there'll just be a game where Frank Vogel's like, I don't really care. Like, you boys, Dion Waiters, you want to start a point guard, yeah. brother? Like, Some, you something wanna, like you that. Start to be completely guard? honest, I don't see the Trailblazers making too many inroads. Oh, so this either. is really good time, though, for the Lakers to sort of sort out and their before offense. The, and before you Blazers fans cancel out of the podcast, stick around to the next section so we can at least justify our comments. Yeah, and maybe you'll learn a thing or two <laughs> about Lakers' defense. Talking to you, Dugan. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, what I was going to make a statement on on the, the Trailblazers is I think their guards are not going to be able to have the space in the driving lanes that they've been getting. You know, I know when they played... Um, the Grizzlies the other day, it ended up being 126 to 122. Now, I'm not taking any credit away from the Portland Trailblazers at all. They worked really, really hard to get into their spot that they got into in the eighth seed, and then they did really well to, quote-unquote, make a comeback and win that game because they were behind with about, I think it was four or five minutes left on the clock. However, if the Memphis Grizzlies who are rolling out a lineup uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. of, mind you, Jamarin, Dylan Brooks, Jonas Valanciunas, Cole Kyle Anderson, Anderson and Anthony Tolliver <laughs> is playing 24 minutes you and you're still, you you're still getting 122 points on and you. And you've got two all-stars. You're really struggling, guys. You have to win Your that. defense is a problem. I'm sorry, but, you know, when Gorgie Dang plays 14 minutes... <laughs> you have to win um, it. You have to win. Yeah. You really have to sort that out. There's so. no other like, and that's what. Do we just go to the next segment now? And we just do we just talk about it now? Well, let's start. We might as well we start as well. the Western we're Conference. So we we'll start in the Western Conference. So let's look at the Lakers v the Trailblazers. So first first eight seed in the West. So the thing is, you, not, not taking away credit from the Blazers at all. The Blazers they worked really hard to get to it. A lot of stuff, and I will say this: a lot of stuff fell for them to get to the position they were. Hence injuries to the Grizzlies. Can I say injuries to the Pelicans, even though it was kind of their decision with Zion and stuff like yeah, that? I like so. a lot of things games. did fall right for the Pelicans and that and for the Pelicans for the Blazers, and that's the honest truth. And that's not coming from a Grizzlies fan; that's coming from a basketball and like someone that's watched NBA's entire life. The other thing that happens is too. I'll read out just these like last little few results from the Blazers. So against like the Clippers bench, they got beat one twenty-two to one seventeen. Against the 76ers bench, it was one hundred and twenty-four to one hundred twenty-one. They won that. Against the Mavericks, 131 to 134, they won that. Against the Nets, who was literally like their eighth game playing together because they've got people that weren't even in the NBA this year, 133 to 134. And against the Grizzlies with Anthony Tolliver and Gorgie Jang getting more than 20, like 20 minutes, it was 122 to 126. Yeah. What that tells you, and this is going to annoy a lot of Blazers fans, so our inbox is going to get flooded with this, but... 
We actually the have Blazers, a lot of Blazers fans, don't we? They can't defend. And they're going to get absolutely eaten up. And I know everyone's like, oh, the Grizzlies are going to have the same thing. I know that. The Grizzlies were going to get... Uh, whoever got this position was going to be absolutely smashed by the Lakers anyway. That's just... It's the whole thing to come in eighth. You versus the best in the Western Conference. Yeah. Like, but the thing is, the Blazers are letting up over 120 points against teams that don't really have a genuine scorer. Yeah. They let Shaq Milton and stuff like line them up. They let Carice Levert line them up. I really like Carice Levert, so I didn't mean that in the aggressive way. But got imagine when you got someone like... No, I don't. Uh, People are looking for him. Imagine when you got to deal with someone like the looks of like LeBron James... Mate, Anthony Davis and Anthony is going to be a Davis, problem in this series. As opposed to Carice Levert, Ja Moran, who's a rookie point guard. Yeah. And... Honestly, nah. the guy that bought out against him, yeah, Carice Levert and Jar, and he could maybe throw in Shaq Milton. Yeah, like honestly, I'm not taking anything away from the Trailblazers. They're a really good scoring team. They're just not a good defending team, and that's what it's going to come down to. At the end of the day, Lillard's 60 point performances are covering the fact that they cannot defend. Correct, and that's the truth. Correct. Like, and if you don't like it, well, then you don't know basketball. Because <laughs> like, that's the, that's the. What's truth. your prediction, mate? Four nil. Four nil. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with five. Gentleman sweep, is Game that what you're saying? Five, Gentleman yeah. sweep, yeah. Like, honestly... Series in five to the Lakers. Uh, I think just the Trailblazers are going to get so hot one game that they're just not going to be able to be stopped. Plus, then, I think it'll also be met with a little bit of a lacklustre, like, meh, whatever. We'll try, but if we're 10 points down, start of the fourth, like, is what it is, we'll try next game. Yeah. Like, and then, yeah, and that's what I think is going to happen as well. Like, you, you can't... You can't match the you can't match the Lakers bucket for bucket. No, I don't you think ca- so. You can't do Especially that. Especially because and they're not going to let you drive in from the three point line either. But that's that's the exactly right. Is the in, it's the interior defense. It's Anthony Davis. It's Javale McGee. It's Dwight Howard yeah. versus Yusuf Nurkic. Like no offense, <laughs> Nurkic is a decent player, but, no, but Nurkic is going to be a no factor. He's not going to get many rebounds, which therefore then they're not going to be able to play him. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Now that we have our predictions of 4-0 and 4-1 in that series. 4-1, five games, my bad. We're going to move on to the uh, second placed Clippers versus the seventh placed Mavericks. What do you think about that series? I know we talked a little bit about it today. What has to change? It's going to be a really good series regardless. Fuck from the start, I'll get that out of the way. That's obvious. I'd like to. I've got my. I've dusted off my Luca jersey. I had to put the Memphis ones back away for summer. So, but I'll bring them out for casual wear, of course. But they're back in. So my supporter jersey. I've got my Luca Doncic one on. But um, it's the Clippers. They're gonna win it. Like there's. I've picked the Clippers for the championship. So. Okay. Yeah. Well. Like. What do you reckon? Four, five, six. Six really hard fought games. I think. I think six. So you think the Mavs get two games off them? I think they can steal two. You know what I'm actually steal really being my key in. word there. What I'm really interested in, which we haven't even spoken about this. I don't know if you're interested in this point at all, but there's no home crowds. Yeah. There's no home ground advantage. Like, I think, yeah. It, 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 we can game one and two does not matter. Game three and four does not matter. They're all game seven a, doesn't a neutral matter. Well, Game side. seven does matter, but you know what I mean? It like, matters, it's... but it doesn't matter in terms of a home, home ground. You know, if, if Just say the Trailblazers get hot a couple games and they're meant to be at Staples Center for game seven, they're not. They're in the bubble in Orlando. That's the other thing before someone tries to correct me, and I said that I've had worries about the Lakers bench, like being able to handle it. The Lakers bench is still better than the Blazers bench. Yeah. Definitely. I'm, I'm not going to argue on that. We're talking about <laughs> Clippers, like, Mavs. Though. I just thought, because I thought there'd be someone out there, because everyone knows that I like to pick on the Lakers because you have them. Good save, mate. Good save. Well done. Well played. 
Anyway, we were talking about the Clippers-Mavs game, so let's move back to that and the whole series, not just the game. So in my mind, if Porzingis doesn't get ejected, I think they end up having a much better you know, overall game. I don't know if that swings the outcome. I, I think that the Mavs will only get one game in the entire series, so it'll be another five-gamer. But then, you know, if Luca keeps putting up numbers like he is and there's an injury or two on the Clippers... You never know what's really going to happen, to be completely honest. But I, I don't see the Mavs making too much of win. Yeah. You said that they'd get it it's in It's just six. against the Clippers. It's just rough. It's exactly against the right. Clippers. It's Tough rough. draw for them. Let's move on to the third seed versus sixth seed in the West. That's the Nuggets versus the Jazz. Who have you got there? I think with Conley being out and leaving for the birth of his child and stuff like that, we've seen today how Donovan needs help. I think the Nuggets take care of business. Yeah, I reckon this is going to be the first one in four, to be honest. I think, I think five, actually. You think five? You think the Jazz get one? Yeah. Well, you have to if steel. you said five. So, yeah, steel. Oh, you keep saying steel. It's because not steel. steel. They steel's, get one, Steel's mate. a safe way of saying maybe. <laughs> steel's a, you know, you just got to get off the fence, way mate. Of saying maybe. I think it's Nuggets in four. I just think the Nuggets have too likely. much firepower. They have too many people coming off the bench. Oh, their benches are um, starters everywhere else. Pretty so. much. Easy done then. Rockets v Thunder. This one, oh, in my opinion, wait. is the first round matchup for both conferences. What do you think the storylines are of this, and who do you think is going to come out on top? Well, the big storyline is the Rockets. They they peed off Paul to the Thunder. Who the Thunder had the intentions of trading. We'll trade to Miami, and what's his name, and we'll move on. Life will be good. Russ really wants to go to the Rockets, so they've done that. Paul was furious. He ended up staying with the Rockets, and he literally turned it around from a zero point two percent chance of them making the playoffs. And just been nothing short of phenomenal for them. And I think if it wasn't for people like Dame and MPJ, definitely could have been considered the hero of the of the bubble and stuff like that. But my I really want you forget the as Thunder well. to win. I really want them to win. Yeah. I forget what. James Harden was once a uh a He was a, man. he was drafted by the Thunder, yeah, exactly right. It was him, K D and Russ, wasn't it? Yep, all three of them. And um I think I really want the Thunder to win. I'm I'm hoping they do, but as much as I like James Harden, but I think I think the Rockets get it done. James is just too good. Yeah, this is going to be a very interesting series because it literally... And, and I think I'll be saying this for every series that the Rockets are in in the foreseeable future as for the Rockets, it literally comes down to variance. It does not matter who they play or how, how good the other team is. It literally comes down to how many three-point shots the Rockets can make. If they have a good yeah. shooting night, they're going to win. If they have an average shooting night, it's 50-50. If they have a poor shooting night, they won't win. Can they do it four, four, not necessarily four times in a row, but can they do it four out of seven times? I think against a team like the Thunder, who for for all their you know ups that they've had and you know how you were saying they've done really well to make it, I don't think they have enough to hold the Rockets out four out of seven. The one, but thing, I do think it's going yeah. to a seven-game series. The one thing I think that could be the pivotal move in this, and you might think I'm silly, but I honestly think it's you know star power for star power. They match up, is and I'd be investing in him in the card market if you're interested in that. Is Stephen Adams? I reckon he is the linchpin for if the OKC can win. Correct. Can he can he stay on the and court? And that's just not because he's a Kiwi. Can he <laughs> can he stay on the court or does he have to get off the court? That's what it's going to come if down to. If he can to. stay on and if he's effective, because he's going to beat the hell out of PJ Tucker. What do you reckon? Twenty plus rebounds in this 100%. series. Twenty plus rebounds and about thirty plus points. Like honestly, if he can get that, honestly, would be really really good. But then I reckon we, he's a linchpin. I honestly do. We've seen a lot of big players, even even players like AD, struggle against the Rockets, yeah, just being so force, small and such small mobile, court. and they 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 can't keep them on on the defensive end. 
So Stephen Adams has gotten a little bit better as a perimeter defender, but at best you would give him a C grade, at absolute best. So I don't know how he's going to go, but if all he's doing is standing out in the corner and guarding PJ Tucker... Yeah, exactly, it's a let-off. But no one's protecting the rim. So then you need to get someone who's able to protect but the I rim. But I think that's when they're kind of lucky as well, because... The people, the other players that they've got, like even when you bring on bloody Dort of all people, he can he can defend. Dort's an excellent Dort. perimeter defender. <laughs> like they can defend the perimeter. Shea can stay in front of people. I'm I'm, I'm eager to see if Nerlens Noel gets some time. So if if Stephen Adams is sort of being played off the the, the court, I would like to see if Nerlens Noel can stay on because he's a really good rim protector, but he's also quite good defending out on the perimeter. He's, he's horrible on offense. He's going to be literally like a negative on the offensive end, but yeah, that's all right. at least defensively, he puts up some sound numbers and protects that rim, which that's what you need against players like James Harden and Russell Westbrook. 100%. What's your prediction? prediction? Mine's... Uh, Game 7 Rockets. Mine's Rockets in 7 as well. Game 7 Rockets. Alright, let's fling over. Eastern East Conference first round. Let's get <laughs> through this. Bucks Magic, Bucks in 4. Bucks in four. Easy. I actually no. I no. I'll stick with Bucks. <laughs> I do think the magic can. Would you like to use the magic word of the day? Yes, the magic can steal a game. However, well I'm saying Bucks in four. Fair enough. Uh, Pacers. Oh, sorry. That's uh, two and seven. Is Raptors and Nets. Raptors in four. You reckon Raptors in four? Yeah, just from what I've seen today. I, 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 I was. I thought the Nets could steal, but I think the. Uh, I think the Raptors. They just showed today, and like literally, Marcus had twenty minutes. I reckon like, the Raptors are going. Ah, uh, the Nets are going to forfeit, mate. <laughs> so Raptors forfeit in three. In two. <laughs> nah, Raptors in four. Easy for this one as well. I don't see any competitiveness. We forgot the team bus. We what's, can't make the game. What's really cool is the Nets are really rolling out a. Players that are not going to be playing major roles, like their number one man at the moment is Carice Levert. He will more than likely be the number three or four player on that team next season. Scary. Jarrett Allen, who is their number two option at the moment, is literally going to be their number seven or eight player next season, which is nuts. Do you know what's even scary about that? Is I heard that they're, they're thinking of even trading Jarrett Allen yeah. because they're going to want to play DeAndre Jordan, Jordan more. Exactly right, but... What's what's cool is these guys who are fighting to be in the NBA or fighting for contracts, like you said, or fighting for somewhere to go in a trade or something like that, they're getting to play, which is dope to see. A bunch of young names, even someone off the, the scrap heap, Timothy Lualu Cabarro, he's been actually playing <laughs> he's been pretty playing decently. Really he's been um, a good production. I'd be happy to have him on my team. He's an all right defender and he seems to bang down a bunch of threes, so what more do you want? He'd, <laughs> he'd probably go pretty handily on the jazz at right about now. but Also, hot take for next year's podcast already. Nets winning the championship. Kyle oh, and KD no. stay healthy. No way, not a Easy. chance. Anyway, Easy moving go. on. We we both think Raptors in four. Celtics Sixers series. I know this is one that you were even without Ben Simmons are still super eager on yes. and 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 super keen to see how it goes. What what are you excited to see during this series? Just the matchups. This the matter we've now like I, I talked briefly about it to you today, and the thing is, from what we've heard coming out of Philly is if if they, they lose the first one, Brett Brown's job's done. Like, <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> Brett Brown's job's done. Um, and the other thing is, too, this is now the perfect opportunity for someone like Joel Embiid to prove that he's the number one, number one, number one man on Philadelphia, not Ben Simmons. I think a lot of stuff lines up for Philadelphia where they can prove a lot of people wrong that talk stuff like you're only in this position because you have one of the best defensive players in the league. You're mm. only in this position because you get carried by... Like, imagine if you had a decent coach that could change up formulas yeah, and but stuff that's, like that's that. But that's why I was so saying... there's a lot to be done here. That's why I was saying uh, Joel Embiid needs to 
do more as much it's as, as ridiculous okay, as, no, it's as, not, it's not a bad, as that what is. What you said which, is not, it was not unwarranted. You know, and even something like today's, eight points, but today's performance, he had 26 and 16. He genuinely needs to be 35 right. and 20. He scores 35, they win by one. Correct. Math. <laughs> Works. <laughs> so there you go. But realistically... But no, you've got a point. What do, what do you think on the flip side, though? Let's say... I know we're both Sixers hopefuls. I think Celtics are going to do this one in five. What's your prediction? I'm actually... I'm, I'm taking the Philadelphia in six. Philly in six? <laughs> yeah. Be cool, because they're already down one. They're but down anyway, one, but that's okay. What, what happens... We are both Philly hopefuls, mostly because of our best mate, but... What happens if the Sixers win? What's that mean for the Celtics? My opinion, Brad Stevens all of a sudden doesn't look like the coach that we all think he is. Uh, Boston Boston usually try to stand by as long as they possibly could, so I think he's okay. I think what will happen is there will be a clean out of players. There will definitely be... I reckon you're looking at moving on someone like Gordon Hayward straight away. I yep. reckon he gets moved on literally straight after the, after the full-time what do siren. You th- what do you think happens at the centre position? Do you think they go all small ball like the Rockets and even nah, that's get rid I think, of Tice? I think or package, do you think Robert Williams starts? Or what, I think they try to package that? Tice and Howard for someone maybe like Jared Allen if he becomes available. That's a good idea. If there was like a thing, so you try and do it with Brooklyn so he can go there. Like You know what I mean? And yeah. that way, Brooklyn's not that far away from Boston, isn't it? Pretty close. Not too far at all. Catch a bit of the subway, there you go. Yeah. Anyway, uh, could be an interesting series. There's a lot of sort of... I think, but yeah, sorry, sorry to... No, go to, by answer, means, to answer your question, it's I think players roll before the coach does. Okay, cool. Good to know. And uh, the last one, pace is heat. What do you have with that? Heat and four. Heat and four? Heat and four. Uh, I'm going... I'm going Heat and six on this one. What? I think Miami Heat are going to win and, and if sort you're of saying do it two comfortably. games, you can't use the safe word of steal. You use this, mate. You you would literally sit there and be like, oh. I haven't said steal for two games. Like, I said Miami, they can steal Miami game. in seven. The Pacers could steal, <laughs> could steal three games. Three. <laughs> they could steal three. You know what? They could steal the series. If it's, if it's more than one, it's you can't say steal okay. because that's a, that's playing. Better. I think the Pacers will win a game and oh, steal I you were a game. Say the series, then I was no, like, they'll, what? they'll win a game and steal a game. So they'll okay. have one of these ridiculous games where someone like a TJ Warren that, or a Victor Oladipo or Malcolm Brogdon get hot. In my mind, they just have this collection of talent. It just sucks that Sabonis is out, but they still have a, a like this Demandus massive, <laughs> this massive collection of talent. You got Miles Turner, you got Brogdon, you got Oladipo, you got TJ Warren. They're not, they're not top 20 players or anything like what you see on the Lakers and the Clippers, but they're not. They're definitely not out of the top 100. It's, it's literally the Pacers is a team that has no one really in their top, no, you're right. top six or seven players that you would look at and be like, man, you're past your prime or you suck. Like yeah. There's no none. But there's the also none thing, on the heat as well, however. The other thing that kind of hurts the Pacers as well, though, is like, I'm not crap talking him because he's been playing Unreal, but like if TJ Warren is like your, your guy now, that's kind of concerning. At the moment, yeah. Like that's kind of, even though at the moment he's playing like someone that's a, like a really good player, but like do you know what I mean? Like that's kind of concerning. Yeah. Because we've seen what he can and can't do. I like, agree with that. Let's roll through now our predicted second round matchups. We say, do we try and cross that out real quick? And yeah, get let's some trees do it. going. Yeah, we'll get like the tree that. fully completed, west to east again. Yeah. But what we'll do is we won't spend much time talking about it purely no, we'll for just the fact. It. Purely for the fact that it could change because 
If the Trailblazers could steal oh, a nice, series. Nice. But, but anyway, no, we had no. the Lakers Rockets in the second round. Who do you think would win that one? Uh, I'm taking the Rockets. I'm going to ride with the... You the have La- to take the Lakers. I'm going to take the yeah. Lakers anyway, regardless. I don't think the Rockets will get four... I don't think they'll get four out of seven games hot against the, they a defensive steal team like the <laughs> Lakers. But anyway, it. we had the Nuggets v. the Clippers. Clippers. This is where my hot take comes in to be the Clippers. I mean, oh. to come in to be the Nuggets. Oh, yeah, real, my bad. real hot take. I think the Nuggets are going hey, far this season. Remember the start of this podcast, I suggested the hot take was the Nuggets, and you all laughed at me. Well, guess what? I'm taking them now. Yeah. Let's keep going with the Western Conference. So we've got, I've got the Lakers v uh, the Nuggets. You've got the Rockets v the Clippers. <laughs> Literally the opposite. I, I think the Lakers will win as well. I'm taking the Clippers. The Clippers Western Conference champions. Okay, so we've got Lakers and Clippers as Western Conference champions. Let's move on to the East. We've got Bucks v the Heat. Both of us do. Uh, Milwaukee. I'm going the Bucks as well. Uh, we've got, you've got 76ers. I've got Celtics versus the Raptors. Regardless, I think neither of them are beating the Raptors. I think the Celtics can dust up the Raptors. So wow. I'm going, and I hate the Celtics, but I'm going with the Celtics. Oh, actually, can I change? I think the Bucks are going to lose to the Heat because Giannis kind of wants to get Giannis kind of wants to get out of Milwaukee. Yeah, you, you lose. Explain your to everyone that I'm having a bloody off-screen <laughs> seizure. I think what? they can steal it. I think they honestly could. Oh, can steal it exactly. No, so no like confident. I wouldn't put money on it. Okay, <laughs> okay you can have the Heat, it. mate, to to move through. Not a problem. All right. Wait, no, that's trash. Nah, we've oh, gone back to my original one. Bloody hell. Okay, so we the both... The so weak, though. We both have the Bucks. Bucks moving Raptors. Moving through. You've got Bucks Raptors. I've got Bucks Celtics. I'm taking the Bucks. I'll take the Bucks too. So at if the no, end of the day... I just want to change them for the heat. At the end of the day, it still all comes down to either the Clippers, the Lakers, or the Bucks. Which yeah. we knew that on <laughs> day start, one of the NBA the season. The so on that happy note, I'll leave everybody for the day. Well, and who's your Mr. champion? Jeffrey? Who's your champion? Clippers. Lakers. <laughs> so, I don't even yeah. have the Clippers there, mate. Jesus. I've gone Clippers. I reckon Clippers will win it. But yeah, that brings it to the end of the show. So a massive thanks to everyone for tuning in. Don't forget to check out our sponsor, Blunt Collection. You would have heard the last little advert we have at the start. And um, that's everything done and dusted. Enjoy the playoff basketball. And we, we might see you before next week. We might not. You'll find out, I suppose. Have a good one.